Good morning, family. How are you this morning? How are you feeling this morning? I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. I pray you woke up with the joy of the Lord. I hope you woke up feeling refreshed and revived, ready to take on today, ready to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you, ready to do what God is calling you to do. Amen. So, family, I was reading the Word of God today and Um, As I'm reading Hebrews 10, I just wanted to share this word with you. To do the wrong thing when you know to do the right is sin. To deliberately sin, knowing that it is against God, it is against the word of God, it is against who God has called you to be, is sin. And we can no longer continuously cover our sin with the blanket of grace. Many of us are sinning, knowing that it's wrong. And we just constantly say, oh, by grace, I'm saved. Grace, grace. But how long will we truly frustrate the grace of God? So let's just go into the word of God. I will be reading the whole chapter so you can get your Bible and read along with me. If not, let the word of God dwell in you richly as you listen. So starting at the first verse in the Bible reads, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifice, which they offer year by year, continually make the comer unto perfect. For then would they not cease to be offered, because that the worshiper once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, these is a remembrance again made to sin every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, and the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offering and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which can never take away sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God. From henceforth, expecting till his enemies be his footstool, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Mm. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he hath said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their heart, and into their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering of sin. 
Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and a full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much and so much more that ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, deliberately, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. I'm going to say that again. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. But a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despises Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be through worthy who have trodden under foot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he has sanctified an unholy thing? And have done despite unto the spirit of grace. Now I want to read this particular one in um, the NIV. Because I think that is important. Like sometimes certain translation help you better understand it. So I'm just going to reread that from um, verse 26 to uh, verse 31. I'm going to read it in the NIV. So I'm going to read it again. Okay. If we deliberately keep on sinning. After we receive the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and the raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think Someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctifieth them and who has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hand of a living God. Family. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to continue, but I, I just need to stay here. Because like I said before, we get caught up in the blessings sometimes and we get caught up in, in God just really opening the windows of heaven. And, you know, we, 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 we declare and decree the scriptures that benefit us. But we don't 
exalt and we don't declare and decree the scriptures that convicts us to repentance. And this is one of those scriptures. And I pray that when you hear it, it convicts you to repentance because God is a God who repays. God is a God who avenges himself. And we cannot insult the spirit of grace. We cannot keep putting on grace, 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 and frustrating the grace of God because we deliberately want to keep on sinning. We deliberately want to keep drinking and smoking and having sex before marriage and being gossipers and liars and offenders. We keep on doing these things and saying, God knows my heart and I'm, you know, God knows. I'm a work in progress. These are things that we do to, 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 and just put on grace. We know it's wrong. We feel it's wrong. Sometimes we have to repent after we do it. Some of us repent after we do it. And some just, you know, keep on doing what they're doing because they think grace is going to cover them. But this particular scripture says, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who tramples over the son of God underfoot? And who insults, who treats his blood as an unholy thing. The blood sanctified you unto righteousness. The blood sanctified you. So to take what Jesus has used to sanctify you and and insult him, insult the grace of God, insult what God has did on Calvary. This is what we, when we deliberately sin, we are insulting God. Did you know that? Go to Hebrews 10, read it for yourself. Let the spirit of God, don't take my word. Let the word be the word. The word is true. When you deliberately sin, you are insulting God. You are insulting the grace of God because you know better. You know better. And when when I read stuff like this, Amen, family. When I read stuff like this, immediately I get on my knees. Immediately because I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I, I, I do things that may not be pleasing in the eyes of God. Whether that be what you think, whether that be what you say. Like I said, some of us do things and then we quickly repent. We quickly feel sorry. But then there's some of us who not even conscious that we're doing these things. And we continuously do it. And then when someone, when someone... Um, rebukes you, you automatically say they're judging you or they think they better than you or they too high, they um, holy and a high roller, you too heavenly good, you know earthly bad. I, I, I hear it all. But we got to love those who love us enough to rebuke us. We have to love those and appreciate those who love us enough to share the word of God, the truth word, because many of us are being tickled. Many of us are being tickled in our ears with the word of God. Many of us just keep hearing the prosperity gospel and how God is going to bless us and how God is going to heal us and how God is going to bring us our spouse and how God is going to do this and do that. This is what many of people are listening to. They're being tickled by those messages, but God is wanting us to really give the real meat of the word of God. Yes, God is merciful. God will bless you. God will heal you. God will spend that spirit send that spouse into your life but God also will repay you for insulting his grace when was the when was the last time you heard that I'm not hearing that I'm not hearing that being taught I'm hearing declare and decree and it will be yours name it and claim it and it will be yours how about stop deliberately sinning so you can stop frustrating the grace of God 
How about you stop insulting the blood of Jesus? How about you reverence and respect what Christ has done on Calvary? How about that? And I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I love when the word can truly convict me to repentance. I love when the word of God, when I read it and it checked my spirit. I love it. I love it, family. I love when I can read something and it'll, it'll just draw me to my knees like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Because I believe the word of God to be true. I don't believe that some of the word is true and some of it is not. Or some of the word is for me and some of it is for the unbeliever. No, this word is for every single person. The good and the stuff that we don't like. It is all good. All of the word is good. But in the heart and the mind of someone who can't receive it, it may be considered bad. Or it may be considered that, oh, God is not talking to me. Oh, yes, he is. God is talking to each and every individual who opens this book and they begin to read it. Whether you be unsaved, whether you be uh, a seasoned saint. To deliberately keep on sinning and insulting the blood of Jesus Christ and insulting the grace of God. God will avenge himself. God will repay. And we have to repent. We have to repent and completely turn around and not just, we can't just keep saying, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. No, we have to get to a place that once we repent, We are conscious and mindful that this is something that is against God. This is something that is unpleasing. This is something that he don't like. And I don't want to deliberately keep on doing it knowing he don't like it. As people, to know that you don't like something and your children or your spouse or your coworker constantly do something that they know irritates you. You get angry. You get really angry. Like, you know, I don't like you. I, you, know, you know, I don't like when you do this. I, you know, I don't like when you say that. We get angry as people. But we want God to keep covering us with grace when we deliberately keep on doing what we know he don't like. That's not right. So when I read it this morning, I was like, man, you know. Not only I, I fall to my, at the end of the day, it's not that I can sit here and say, oh, I did this or I did that. Who can know the mind of God? But Christ says we have the, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So with that being said, anytime I read something, immediately the Holy Spirit will um, draw me to my knees. Because on a day to day, we are not fully aware of everything that we do. You may have offended someone without even knowing it. You may have said something that may have pricked somebody's heart and don't even know it. You could have, you know, really offended someone or maybe offended God or offended the Holy Spirit of God and you was not consciously aware of it. So anytime the Holy Spirit draws me to my knees, I repent for everything. Lord, if it be anything that I've said or done, bring it to my remembrance. I want to remember it. I don't want to just say, Lord, forgive me. I want to remember it. So I always say, Lord, bring it to my remembrance so that I can have it in my mind and not deliberately do it because you don't know what is sin unto God until God check you. And I'm not just talking about the things that are written in the word. There are some things that God has personally told me not to do. Amen. And I believe that there's some things that God personally told you not to do. Um, What is for one person may not be for you. 
There's many a times that I've seen people do things and it seems like it's okay, but God won't let me do it. He permits me from doing it. And I would ask, Lord, why, why when I do this is a problem? Because there's a certain thing he wants me to do. There's a certain way he wants me to carry myself. And in obedience, I obey. What might be wrong for another person may not be wrong for you. And what may be wrong for you may not be wrong for another person. And I had to learn that because there was many times that the Lord would share something with me. And immediately I would share it with someone else. And God is like, "Mm, that wasn't for them. That was for you. So it's not always just what is written in the written word, but it's also those personal things that God has whispered to you in the midnight hour. Those things that God told you to stop doing, the things that God told you to stop saying, the way God told you to stop acting. And when you continuously and deliberately do it, when you know God has dealt with you on that matter, it is sin unto him. And, you know, sometimes... I believe that people uh, can even try to get away with the fact that if it's not scriptural, then I really don't have to do it. And then you would have to check your heart because God is a God of heart. And be me being a witness to knowing that God has said things personally to me that is not scriptural. So if I tell someone that I can't do this and it's not found in the Bible, can I get away with doing it even though I know God told me not to do it? No. Because it is still written. It is still written because God says that I will write my law in their heart. Hallelujah. And I will write my law in their mind. No longer is it written on tablets. Hallelujah. But it's written in our heart. So there's some things that God has written in your heart and written in your mind. And you have to obey. You have to respect and you have to honor. So. Let me get back into the word because I could just, God deals with me so much, so much that I be that vessel of honor. That's what it's about family. There's two types of vessel, a vessel of honor and a vessel of dishonor. And you want to be a vessel of honor unto God. You want to be a vessel that is pleasing in his sight. I want to be a vessel that's pleasing in his sight. So I let him deal with me. It may be uncomfortable. It may be hurtful, but I let the Holy Ghost deal with me because I want to be a vessel of honor. I never want to bring shame to the glory of God in my conduct, in my behavior, in my actions, the things I say. I don't want to bring shame to the glory of God. So I always allow the Holy Spirit to check me. And, and I, 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 I truly love these scriptures. I, I've said this before. I love, I love the, whole, the whole Bible. I love the word of God in itself. But to me, I, I feel the love of God so much more when I'm convicted. And I know that probably sounds crazy to some. But I, I feel the love of God so much more when I'm convicted to repentance. And the reason why that is because the Bible says he chastens them that he loves. So every time the Holy Spirit convicts me, I'm like, oh, you love me. Lord, you love me. I feel the love of God because I want you to get this right. I want you to get this right. I want you to be lifted up. I want to exalt you. These are the things that God, God wants to take us higher. And we have to give him room to do so by us humbling ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit of God to convict us to repentance. And we humble ourselves at the feet of God. 
So I'm just going to continue on um, reading the word of God, um, starting at the dirty, the 32nd verse. Uh, remember those early days after you have received the light, when you endured the great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed and insulted to persecution. And at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the convictions of your property because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. You do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to preserve so that you will have done the will of God and you will receive what he has promised you. In just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. Mm. Now, to do what is right, it will cause you to be publicly persecuted. It will cause you to be rejected. It will cause people to come at you. And I like that it said that. Sometimes you were publicly exposed. Other times you stood by others that was treated badly. You suffered along those who were in prison and joyfully accepted it because you knew yourself that you had a better lasting possessions. And that is important to do the right thing and to continuously do the right thing in spite of how others may view you, in spite of how others may treat you, because you know, I have a better possession where I'm going cannot be compared to where I'm standing right now that I'm going to do what is right in the eyes of God, no matter who like it, no matter who it makes uncomfortable, because I have a better and lasting possession. I have an eternal, I have an eternal possession to, to receive. I'm, I, I don't, I don't belong here. I don't live here. I live there. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So I'm going to do what's pleasing in his sight. And I may get rejected. I may get laughed at. I may, you know, be separated among the people that are doing negative and bad things. But you know what? I'm, I have a better and lasting possession. You get to enjoy your life now. You get to do what's wrong. You live. You get to, you know, live in sin and do what is pleasing to you. But guess what? I'm going to do what's right because I know that I have something better later. That when I enter into glory with him, hallelujah, it is okay to do the right thing, family. It is okay to not live in sin. It is okay. I don't care what people are doing. I don't care what people are saying. I am going to do the will of my father. I've never been the type of person that was intimidated by people. I didn't do well. I'm not a pure pressure type of person. I could care less what people think about me. I really can't. But I know there's some people who struggle with that, who are looking for acceptance, who is looking for, af- uh, you know, um, affirmation from people. And this is why it's so important that we really drench ourselves in the word of God, because where man will reject you, the Bible says that you are elected and accepted in the beloved. And when you know that you are elected and accepted by God, it really don't matter who don't like you. It really don't matter who rejects you because I'm accepted. I'm not rejected. I'm not going to take what you do and and receive it as, as if something's wrong with me. No, something's wrong with you. Cause my Bible tells me that my father has accepted me already. 
I don't need your affirmation. I'm affirmed in God. And this is why it's so important we get that and we get rooted in the word. So we don't look for people to affirm us. We don't look for people. We don't feel accepted unless someone else accepts us. I don't feel loved unless you love me. I don't feel important unless somebody tell me I'm important. No, the word of God told me who I am. The word of God told me I'm accepted. The word of God told me that I'm loved. The word of God told me that I'm of importance, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The word of God told me that I'm the apple of God's eye. The word of God, so I don't need someone else to affirm me. And when you don't need someone else to affirm you, and you don't need someone else to give you that affirmation, it's easier to do what is right because I, your opinion don't matter to me. God's opinion over man's opinion. And I'm here to please God, not you. So I'm going to do what's right. It may seem wrong to you because we live in a time that right is wrong and wrong is right. But to God, it's wrong. So I'm not doing it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to behave in that manner because I don't need your approval. I don't need your approval. I need God's approval. And I think that's really what it is. When we can get to that place that the only person we're trying to please is God, we won't be sinning. We won't because we, why do people sin? A lot of it is to please other people because man is doing it. You're doing something because you see others doing it. Some people are still sinning because they need to be delivered and get, you know, it get it, you know, it needs to be uprooted out of them through prayer and fasting and going to a, a deliverance ministry that can help you and, and get that thing out of you. But for the most part, most people struggle with acceptance from people. And as long as you're worrying about people and not God, you will always do what is pleasing in the eyes of man and not what is pleasing in the eyes of God. So first we got to get to that place of saying, okay, who am I? Am I a person that needs people? Am, am I a person that puts people before God? Or am I just a person struggling with sin? Then that's the difference. Like I said, there are some of us that are struggling with sin. And I'm not talking about you. And I want you to hear me and hear me loud and clear. I'm not talking about those who are struggling, who really want to get right, who really trying to do the right thing. And they're going before God and they're fasting and praying. God will deliver you. Get yourself in a deliverance ministry. Get yourself partnered with someone where there are two or more gather. He is in the midst. Get yourself prepared. Get yourself with someone. Pray and, and be delivered and trust God at his word. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about those who deliberately sin deliberately you know that you know that is wrong and you just don't care you know that you know and you just want to please people you know that you know but you put people above god i'm talking about that group of people because we all fall short we are someone is struggling in some type of area even now and it may not be your heart and it may not be what it is that you really want to do you don't want to deliberately do it but you find yourself in it I think it was Paul who said the things that I shouldn't do, I do. And the things that I don't want to, the things that I shouldn't do, I do. I get it. I've been there. I've struggled with it. So I, I don't want you to misinterpret because we do all fall short. But I'm talking about those who deliberately sin. This particular message, this particular scripture is talking to those who deliberately sin, who deliberately insult the, the blood of God and the grace of God. You know what's wrong, 
and you continuously do it and you're not seeking help. You're not repenting. You're not assembling yourself with those that will help you and bring you to the fullness of, of, of where God is taking you. I'm talking to those because some people got to that place where I'm just going to do what I want. This is my life. This is my life. You can't judge me. No, the word of God is going to judge you. The word of God judges you. Now it's up to you to let the word judge you and you repent or you let God. And that's the one thing you don't want. Like it said in verse 31, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. You either let the word judge you or you fall into the hands of God. And I pray you chose to let this word, if it be you, if, if you're listening to this and you know that you've been doing some things that you should not be doing, you have not seeked, you know, counsel, you have not truly repented. If you hear this and you know you've been doing some things, I pray that you let the spirit of God convict you to repentance, that you get on your knees and you pray the father to forgive you and to cover you with his blood and bring you to the fullness because you do not want God to get a hold of you. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. The Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. I pray you let this word bring you to repentance. Because once God get a hold of you, it is not going to be pretty. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for myself. That's why I stay in a posture of repentance. I stay on my knees because I, I know I believe God at his word. And I think that's, that's just it for me. I believe the word of God. It will not return unto him void. I seen too much. I heard too much. I experienced too much of the presence of God. I believe the word of God. So whether it's a, he's going to open up the window and pour me out a blessing and enlarge my territory. I believe it. He will give you a retrograde mind. You can fall into the hands of a living God. He will repray. I believe it. They go together. I believe all of it. I don't believe just the blessings. I believe these. I believe that he will come. He will chasten you. He will. He will bring you to your knees. He will break you. I know that because he broke me. God will break you down. He will break you down. And he don't. I believe if we would just heed the, the tuggings of the Holy Spirit, if we would heed those warnings when someone comes and, 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 and is standing in a position that God uses a vessel and someone say, hey, you need to not do this. Hey, you need to not do that. And we don't heed it. When you don't heed it. Oh, we, we fall into the hand of a dreadful God. We fall into his hand. And, and God would wish that we would just take heed to the nudges and the, the tugging of his spirit. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart, says the Lord. He wished we would hear his voice, but we don't. We ignore it. And then when he avenged and when he repays and when he breaks us. Uh, mm, 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 mm. But even in that, he does it out of love. Even in that. Even in that, even when he breaks us, even when he humbles us, it's still out of love because I want you right. I want you right. I want you sanctified. I want you holy. I want you set apart. I want that for you and I love you. Therefore, I'm going to chasten you. So even in that, but if I can save you from some of that, because if we can just listen sometimes and just take, you know, the advice 
and 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 listen to the counsel in which we receive sometimes we could prevent a lot of stuff from happening but we don't always listen to the counsel we ask people for advice we ask people for counsel but then we reject it don't you hate that have you ever had someone come like what you think i should do what you think oh my god oh no and then you tell them you give them great advice and they do the complete opposite You'd be like, why did you, why did you even ask me? <laughs> and we really need to really take heed to the counsel, counsel by people we know love us, counsel by pastors, counsel by, you know, the word and the spirit of God. We need to take the counsel because we can prevent a lot of hurt and a lot of pain if we just heed the voice of God. So I really pray that when you listen to this today, that you really let the the spirit of God deal with you. God is dealing with his church right now. He wants us to rise up. He wants us to be who he has called us to be, his disciples, his ambassadors. He needs us to be in the earth because it's groaning. He needs us to get right. He needs the church, the real church of Jesus Christ to be right. And as a vessel that wants to bring glory and honor to his name. I am not afraid to share the, the, the scriptures that are uncomfortable. I'm not, that is just not a fear of mine. I'd rather share this with you than to not share it with you. And then on a day of judgment, he looks at me and say, you sugarcoated it. You tickled their ears. You gave them what they wanted to hear and not what they needed to hear. That will not be me. That will not be me. I will share the love of God. I will share his blessings. I will share those moments where he opened. I will, I will, all of that. Like I said, all of the word is good. God is good. His word is good. But there's parts of the word that we, we're not ministering. There's parts of the word that we're not really feeding the sheep. We're not feeding the body. The body needs everything. Your body needs more than just vitamin D. It needs C, it needs A, it needs B, it needs iron. It needs so many different things. And we're just feeding the body particular things. And it's not all the nutrients that we need to be healthy and to be whole Christians. The body is, the, the Bible is full of everything that we need. We, everything that we need is in here. But if we keep just taking vitamin C or we just keep taking vitamin D, we're missing out on all of the other nutrients. So I'm never going to be the one to tickle ears. And I will be the one that has to come and give those scriptures that make you uncomfortable, that make you want to turn a podcast. I'm like, man, I don't, don't want to listen to this no more. What's she talking about? Because it's, the Holy Spirit is dealing with you and we'd rather walk away than to let the Holy Spirit deal with us. We'd rather hang up and turn it off than to let the Holy Spirit deal with us. And I pray that's not you today. I pray that you're, you, you, you're not hearing this. And even if you wanted to turn it off before, but you, the Holy Ghost had you stay and listen because it's really for you. It's really for your growth. It's really for your development and for your healing that you really allow the Holy Spirit of God to bring you to a place of conviction. Not condemnation. Con condemnation comes from the enemy, but conviction to repentance. For me, and I thank God that when I am convicted, I feel loved. 
And I pray that even now that as you hear this, and though this may be convicting you because you know you have been frustrating the grace of God, or you know that you have been deliberately sinning against God, that this conviction makes you feel like, Lord, you love me. That is not by accident that I heard this. It's not by accident that I'm even listening to Submitted to Serve. It's not an accident, Lord, but you have me listening to this because you love me and you want me to get it right. I pray that's where you stand this morning. I pray that when you hear this, you're not convicted and you don't want to run. You don't, you don't, I'm sorry. I pray you're not feeling condemned and feeling judged, but that you know that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And like I said, even when he break us, it's in love. Even when we do get into the hands of the living God, it's out of love. Everything God does because he loves us. But I pray this morning that you really, I don't know who this could be for. I don't know who's deliberately sinning. I don't know who's frustrating the grace of God, frustrating the grace of God. I don't know. God knows. The spirit of God knows the deep and secret things. So even as I speak, the Holy Spirit knows who heart to tug on who heart to say, hey, hey, my son, hey, my daughter, this is for you. Sometimes when we hear a message, it seems like a particular person popping our head. <laughs> like, yeah, this per- this message would be good for that person. But do we really say that person is me? Do you hear a message and you say, Lord, you're talking to me. Lord, you're talking to me. Holy Spirit, move in my life. Draw me, draw me to my knees. Show me the way. Show me the way, Lord. He said, when you acknowledge him, he makes your path straight. And this is the time we get on our knees and say, Lord, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge that I heard this message by your divine strategy. You strategically placed me in this particular place at this time. You caused me to hear this message at this time in my life. You, wherever wherever, however, it it, maybe it's not even just listening to this podcast. Maybe you've been hearing your pastor say this. Maybe you've been hearing others say it. It's listen, listen, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God is saying. Sometimes we just kind of counsel out what we don't want to hear, but we have to let the word of God really take root in us. So I pray today you let the word of God take root and I pray you let the spirit of God, if it be you, And maybe you do know someone that is deliberately sinning. Love them enough to say, hey, go read Hebrews 10 and let the spirit of God deal with them. Because sometimes, like I said, when you when you tell somebody something, they automatically feel you're judging them. But it's a different thing when the Holy Spirit do it. When when man do it, we can say it's judgment. But when God does it, it's a whole different story. So if you're listening to this and you are the one who have been deliberately sinning, let the Holy Ghost deal with you. But if you know someone that is deliberately sinning, direct them to read Hebrews 10 and let the Holy Ghost have his way. Family, I love you. And I pray that you have an amazing day in the Lord. I pray you allow the Holy Spirit to just wrap his loving arms around you and soak you and clothe you. Clothe you because God has given us his blood. God has given us his grace. But it's not for us to frustrate it. It's, it's for us to be sanctified and holy. Amen. So let's allow the Holy Ghost to sanctify us. In Jesus name. Amen. <laughs>